And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go F*** Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast. I am half of your host, Stephen, and sitting across from me is the most beautiful person <laughs> ever, Kyle Redding. Now you sound like a liar. Yeah. I yeah, just, yeah. yeah, I say one bad thing about you on another <laughs> podcast, and now I get the compliments. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I you, am you, getting prettier. You got to pause them. Yeah. You know, you got to pause them, POS them. You got a piece post of post them. What, what's that say for? <laughs> Positive. You yeah. Gotta, oh, God. Because you said neg, last neg, last yeah. podcast, you got to neg me. Yeah. Well, uh, this episode was a, it's just a banger. Oh, it is already from the get go. I can tell people are going to love this because people love old stuff. They're going to say old guys. <laughs> I seen where I was going to go with that. They old love white old guys. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, we, we uh, when when it comes to time to like actually make a list, right, of people that we want to have on the podcast, mm-hmm. he was on that list. But we weren't doing guests for a long time, and then he moved, mm-hmm. and so we kind of missed our chance. But luckily, he was uh, up in Alaska for six, five, six days, maybe not even, and was able to come over and just chat with us for an hour 45 something like that yeah it was a good chat and it was man kelly and i so if you're not familiar kelly is was uh the owner of alaska picker now alaska picker was a physical location in downtown palmer alaska where he would go out and pick antiques from Local Alaska, outside all of Alaska, over. Yeah. all over, and then sell them in his shop. Antiques, we're talking collectibles, yeah, everything. Neon signs, records, uh, comic books, old furniture, underwear, yeah, socks, old gear shifts, and it, I mean, yeah, <laughs> the underwear thing. We do talk about that. Um, but th- so this guy, it was great. We we um, I I've done a bunch of videos with him over the years, and we've just had a great friendship. So I was very excited to get him on, and he, we we talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah, he has a really good connection with the Bleeding Heart yep. Brewery Boys that we had on a couple episodes back, yeah. and so their relationship really kind of uh, we met them all at a kind of a weird point in time when Stephen and I had just started a, our little yeah. business and it's, it's beautiful what it's grown into over these past yeah. few years. So if you are interested in, let's say business, if you're interested in antiques, um, you know, world war two. Yeah. He, he, the guy, he drops a lot of knowledge in this podcast on, you know, like starting his first business, but also starting a second business, which we'll, we'll get into. Um, he drops a lot of knowledge on, uh, what he looks for in antiques. And he also drops a lot of history on us, uh, on the history of Alaska and ADAC and Fairbanks and the dude's just doing it all, but he's doing it right. And I'm so honored that he was able to come on here and so yeah without further ado here's our conversation with kelly turney 
Kelly. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, boys. Thank you for making the trek all the way from Ohio. Rest in peace, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> R.I.P., baby. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. Shout, uh, that's a... That's a callback to another episode, uh, the Bleeding Heart Brewery Boys, who you are good friends with and shared a shop with. Now, we'll get into that um, before, but I'm just so stoked we could make this happen. Yeah, man. It's last minute me kind of sneaking up here for a project I've actually been working on for like nine plus months. And it just didn't like come to fruition until I was already down there. And then some random emails and a Zoom call from London and then... Here I am. Can you talk so, about what you're We doing? are filming a sizzler, sizzle, sizzler reel. Sizzle, sizzle reel. reel. Sizzle reel, yes, for uh, Discovery Channel okay. um, with a production company. And the boys are involved, as okay. are a few other folks mm-hmm. that are kind of near and dear to us. And um, it's like I said, something we've been working on for about nine months off and awesome. on. They reached out to me, of course. Being at Picker over the last decade, like picking shows in Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, that's real hot. We want to do that show. Dude, I've done like 10 sizzle reels. Mm-hmm. And we did one show like 10 years ago for National Geographic Channel. So I'm used to doing that. And of course, we did the horrible, you know, apparently the very rotten tomato poor score <laughs> pirate gold of ADAC. What? No, I heard about your. Oh, 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 yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right, I'm giving right, you right, shit. Right, right. So, um, I was like, is it really Rotten Tomatoes no. gave it that bad? I was no. like, fuck. It wasn't that bad. No. Um, and so I did that last year, more behind the camera than in front of the camera. Yeah. I, mean, I did yeah. a lot of Zoom stuff, but mine was more historical background, finding uh, appropriate props. So mm-hmm. when they're doing B roll footage and telling historical stories, that you're not staring at a 1993 shovel when you're trying to tell a World War II story. Mm. You know, so having period correct pieces in a recreation oh, interesting. is important, especially yeah. I think when you're telling a story about Alaska. So I worked more on that side of things, but then cool. kind of got squeezed in there at the end doing, hey, we found this in the ground. Uh, let's zoom Kelly from ADAC and, yeah. and Alaska Picker and he'll tell us what it is. <laughs> that kind of thing. You're and, famous. Yeah. So anyway, so it's another sizzler, sizzle. I got Sizzler in my head because of the, one of the because you just went to Sizzler. Just went to Sizzler. We going to Sizzler. Um, okay, so you know you're up here, you know, filming cool shit. Um, yeah. But tell the people what you what you do, what you've done. So what I've done. Oh geez. I know. That's right. a start at birth. <sighs> start at yeah. Preferably. Yeah. When were you I, born? Can I, can, baby? can I just pop? Out? I'll just go with like my uh, my Instagram thing that says uh, husband, dad, grandpa. Whiskey drinker, shine down mm. fan, purveyor of cool junk. You are a shine down fan, dude. I'm a fan fucking boy. And you've hung out with them, haven't I, you? At State Fair, I was oh, gonna say. Yeah. And then, um, it's total fucking fanboy. Like waited yeah. after the show in Vegas to meet Zach Myers, the guitarist, uh-huh. um, to get pictures, and he signed my wife's tennis shoes, and yeah, it was. And my hat, yeah. I had a custom made hat. That had an Alaska um, leather patch on it, and it said "Shine Down." Yeah, you had nice. the, the yeah. yeah. Oh, I have yeah. that. I have yeah. and I gave him yeah. one too. He's oh. like, oh, "That's fucking dope." So yeah, you're that's the guy. In the front. I'm 100. Yeah, fanboy. you're wearing that shirt. Show me your pick. Yeah, yeah. Like I got. Yeah, that's that's a big fan. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm that I'm that boy. <laughs> Shine Down had some like they. Uh, I hate how they kind of got pieced in with like the Creed air, like yeah. almost yeah. like the uh, I don't know what you call that bro rock. Kind yeah, of like, yeah. but mm-hmm. Shinedown, like they had some, 
They had some bangers. Oh yeah, I had sure. the album yeah. and I uh, I enjoyed it. I remember it. listening to Shine Down on my MP3 player. Mm. This was before 45, iPod. 45 yeah, was one yeah. Of the songs. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, listening and it was like I could only have like 15 megabytes. <laughs> of, I could like, only music. have three albums. Yeah, no, and it, but like ten of them, ten songs were like Shine Down's newest album, and I could not stop listening. It was like the oh, first yeah. album they came out with or something. Yeah, and, and then I saw them in Memphis because that's where they're from. Right, and like where I. So I, I lived in Memphis, and there the guitar player is from that area. Zach's from Memphis, yeah. Okay, so like, and apparently he hung out with the people that were a part of the school or something, and so they all. I never heard the fucking end of that shit. <laughs> like, oh, you know that the guitar player for Shine Down hung out with him last night. I'm like, okay, cool, dude. Like, thank you, but, um, well, cool. Yeah, so Alaska Picker. So you're you're shine down. We got a little tangent, but yeah. So it all kind of it all started. So I moved to Alaska in the mid '90s, and from Colorado. My dad was in the military, so we bounced like all over the world. And so I went to like 13 schools in 12 years. So like I was never in the same school. I was in three high schools my sophomore year. Oh, whoa. So always the new kid, like always had to get used to meeting new people, which at the time I fucking hated. Like I hated being the new kid. But as I got older, I could talk to anybody, Mm -hmm. right? It gave me the ability to be able to be like, hey, I I don't know you from Adam, but you know what? I didn't know this guy either. And he's my locker roommate or, you know, my locker mate. So I know him. So it really gave me uh, a worldview, but also the ability to talk to anybody, Mm -hmm. which is a skill that I think if you had to pick one to pull out of the bag, that's the one. That's a great one. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So, uh, came up here and then, um, just worked some odd jobs here. I blockbuster video system manager. Really? Which one? North pole. Dude, oh Jesus. my gosh! I opened the North Pole store. Get no you some of that. way! Yeah, buddy. All, <laughs> all the videos you could want to watch. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to go up to North Pole. Never, <sighs> got, never made it. No, I got frostbite in the North Pole. <laughs> I literally did. Where? At a house. Best. No, where in your body? Oh, my hand. Okay, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> 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 well, that's interesting. I, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, Kyle. Oh, that wasn't what? exposed at the time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I got at, frostbite at the time. I got frostbite time. inside of a house. You know, does that sound weird? That does sound yeah. weird. Well, it was something we were bringing from like dry, dry ice or something. Like no, that? we were carrying in an inverter for like a solar array, and it had been sitting in the back of a truck at negative forty-five. Yeah, uh, and everybody was wearing gloves besides me, and they dropped it, and I put my hand underneath to catch it. Oh. And that, and that was it. That sizzler. Yep. It sizzler. Was a, it was my own sizzle reel. So yeah. Yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then in uh, 98, I paid my way through the police academy. So my sister was a cop. She's 18 months younger than me, but she was working at APD. And I'm like, went on a couple ride alongs and I'm like, man, this is kind of fun. And road Mountain View of all places. No. Yeah. So I go to fallout. This is freaking great this guy i think he's retired now pablo paez he's the guy i end up riding with that night and i go to fallout and they're giving everybody their assignments and i'm riding on midnight shift in mountain view and they're like hey pablo did you bring you know and they know i'm riding with it like hey it looks like you brought uh you know somebody to catch Fresh the bullets meat. yeah catch the bullets for you and i'm like haha thinking this is some funny shit right then we get out to the car he's like here put this on i'm like was okay bulletproof vest. oh yeah. yeah he's like i just got shot at last night oh and i'm like Let's go. (laughs) You're like, I want my gun. Yeah. I want your job. I want your job. So, uh, yeah, after that, I I was all in. So, Police Academy in Fairbanks. And then my first job in 99 was to Barrow. 
Oh. First four and a half-ish years. 30 Days of Night was about your life. It was. I guess. Yeah. 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 It was, was vampire years. Four and a half years of night. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So um, Time in Barrow and Nuixit and Prudhoe Bay and Kaktovic. Like just bouncing I didn't know around. that you were all the way up there. Yeah. So yeah. that's where you were stationed for a while, huh? Yep. And then in 03, I'm like, I was married, had a kid. I'm like, I really want my kid to go to McDonald's and see grass. Oh, cool. And see a tree. Yeah. And Those I'm are like, the three things. Three things. It's like McDonald's, a, grass, and trees. So I'm like, we're bouncing. So uh put an application at Palmer PD because one of the guys who worked there I went to the academy with. So I called him up. I'm like, hey, how do you like working there? He goes, it's, it's great. So applied and got hired there. And then I worked there for the next 10 years and- then while we were both, my head, well, divorce, and then new new girlfriend who ends up being Becky, mm-hmm. my, my current wife, my awesome, awesome partner. Lovely, lovely wife. Oh, I don't know what I'd do without her. Well, I'd probably be on the other end of the police. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Michelle tells me, there's no Netflix in jail, babe. There's Come no get Netflix. me, cabos! Yeah, there's no Netflix in jail. I was like, um, just holding up at the last blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give, give, give me all your jujubes right now and the Tuesday night one night release <laughs> um, we started going out on weekends like yard sailing together we take our girls and we go yard sailing and we were buying selling things and selling it to other antique dealers and after a year of that she's like you know what babe we're not having any trouble selling what we're finding maybe we should like make that a biz try it yeah so mm-hmm. we rent Took a rented out fifty square feet in somebody else's shop in Palmer, and that's how a picker started. Oh wow! And then, and what year was that? Eleven. Oh, okay. So that June, really June wasn't of, that long. Though. June of eleven. I mean, and then by we shot pickers in the summer of twelve. It aired the beginning of thirteen, and that's when we opened our store. Was in February of thirteen, oh, and wow. then basically for that run up until last May, we were. And just, we had the shop on the PW and then we had the shop in Palmer. I do remember. So that, that's where we, we went for the first time. Uh, we went to your store on the PW. Yeah. The log cabin. The highway. The yeah. Log the cabin. log cabin. Right. And I wanted to buy everything because we were just starting cutting caliber at that time. Oh yeah. And so yeah. I wanted to buy everything. I was like, oh, this is perfect for our, our the display. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Daddy guy. had the check. <laughs> Somebody's got. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, can we get this and then get this? And then he was like, sorry, Whoa, son. Slow down, partner. Slow your roll, yeah. Junior. Yeah. Christmas uh, is coming, yeah. Steven. Oh, oh, sp- sidebar. You guys, you boys were talking to the BHB boys about cutting caliber. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was talking to Stefan. We were rolling home last night from uh, shooting in Girdwood. And, uh, he was telling me about the about that interaction, and I'm like, you realize that that's where I met these guys. Mm-hmm. I said, because you brought beer to the back door, and then we sat there and drank Bleeding Heart beer at the vintage show yep. in plastic cups. Oh. I remember that. Yeah. I, just, wow. I, don't, I feel like he didn't have that big of a beard at the time. No, no, no. Yeah. I do remember that. Oh, my goodness. That, that was Stefan. That was yeah. Stefan who oh my it, gosh. snuck it in the back door. I didn't door. know that. Yeah. Well, okay. And then, yeah. then, then everybody around was like, hey, hey, hey tur- where'd you get the beer? Attorney's got beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pick, Picker, Picker's got beer. And everybody's like, hey, uh, you, you got any more of that beer? Yeah, you got, you, you <laughs> became real popular. Yeah, real like Dave, yeah. that Dave Chappelle, hey, man, you got any more? <laughs> you got any more of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. those antiques? Yeah. Yeah, because that, so that's really... I mean, so my first interaction, I don't think I met you at that time when, when Kyle wouldn't let me buy anything, but <laughs> our first like meetings were like at the Alaska chicks 
Vintage that one? Vintage that, market. Yeah. Those Alaska chicks vintage yeah. market. We yeah. did a lot of those that like winter. Yeah. So they like all blended together. But yeah. that was the only one I think we did in the valley. Yep. Um and it was like a three days. Yeah. And you know, we set up our own little booth. Uh, and then you had, I mean, that's the thing. Cause it was like one of yeah, our you, first markets in the world. And then you come in bringing in lumber and building a whole like fortress. <laughs> and yeah. then we're over here with like some banners and like, I thought we did real good. We had like a lemonade stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah compared, <laughs> hey. And, but I mean, you're, you also got a lot bigger pieces and then you were, that's how we met though. Correct. Like, we were stationed right across from you. We were right across kitty corner yep. from each other. Yep. yep. And so that's kind of how we met. And then I think it's just kind of like. I don't know. We always kept bumping into each other, like stuff like that. And then, like, then I started coming to Picker. And then you started the vlogging. The vlogging. Then he yep. got his own money. Yeah. And I was like, I'm buying everything. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, Picker Picker was its own thing and it, and its own entity, and it grew. I mean, from like I said, fifty square feet, and until the boys moved in, we had five thousand square feet. That's how big yeah. that building is, and everything in there was ours. Like it, there were no other dealers, mm. there were no other vendors. Like everything in there, I picked, mm. and so it was. I always said the store was like a teenage kid; it was never full. Yeah. Right, you were always feeding the monster. Yeah, well, and I think that's one of the things I loved about your store, and that's why I really like vlogged it. Was like. It's a museum, right? Because, like, you always had it stationed. So, I mean, you for the people who have never, who had never been to the Alaska Picker before, uh, there was, like, giant cement walls. Yeah, concrete, right? concrete, concrete walls. walls. Yep. And, like, imagine just, like, this empty room and then just filled with, like, antiques and signs and just, like, toys and records and comic books and newspapers and it just like and glassware and furniture and ladders and pieces of you know wood and and old neon size i mean i can go on for a long time right. but it's like every time i would turn a corner i'd be like oh this is cool oh this is cool oh this is cool and so like it was more of like i love just it was museum yeah of like alaska history Right. And, and that was the fun part was, you know, going out and finding all that stuff and finding all these, you know, these sweetly weird ass people out in Alaska to, to buy these things from and get the stories on all those things. But, you know, I, that was the first business I had ever started. No way. Yeah. So that was, um, a lot of school of hard knocks that was making a lot of $50 mistakes instead of $505,000 mistakes. Right. Um, you know, the <laughs> antique business is kind of one of those things where it's good if you know a little bit about everything than to right. be the best guy in the world on Fenton yeah. glass. No one's going to give a shit. Like the 80 year old lady who's the Fenton collector is going to come in like once every three years, but everybody wants to know every little, th- you know, mm-hmm. what, what's a snowshoe? What's, what's the story on a fish float? What's, you know, whatever, what's this dresser about? What's yep. this record about? You got to have all Just that knowledge. Jack of all trade kind of stuff. That was one thing that 100%. I was, was kind of curious about is cause I'm like, so how did you learn about all the different, did you kind of specialize when you would go out looking for certain pieces or did you just kind of say like, this is cool. Um, and then research it on the spot. Like, you know, like what was your process of like getting stuff for the store? So we had, um, it was pretty easy. I mean, it was like the keep it simple, stupid method. So mm-hmm. rule number one, I had to like it. Okay. And rule number two, it had to make business sense. Because the last thing I wanted to do was buy something I didn't like and stare at it because it didn't sell. Right. You know, it'd be like never breaking up with the girl that you just need to break up with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be like that thing. Yeah. So 
that was no rule. And the other rules didn't make business sense. I mean, and in the end of the day, I just bought what I liked. Yeah. Like, did you, so you obviously have some sort of just general knowledge about like yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my mom used to take me and my, my sister to, to the uh, flea market when we okay. were kids all the time. We'd go every Sunday after church. We'd go to early morning church or we'd go to Saturday night mass. We'd go to five o'clock Saturday night and then we'd get up extra early Sunday morning, get to the f- flea market. It was in the big parking lot of this uh, dog race track and it'd be just, just people everywhere. And then we'd buy all our stuff and we'd load it in the car. Then we'd run to like Taco Bell or the hamburger stand or wherever and eat and then go home and clean up what we found and then put it away and then rinse, rinse and repeat next weekend. Sure. So, so it's in your blood. Yeah. And I collected baseball cards as a kid. You yeah. Know, that was a big thing because my dad wouldn't give me quarters to play video games anymore. Oh. And it just so happened yeah. that a pack of baseball cards back in 81 was a quarter. So I'm like, Whoa. hey, dad, can I have a quarter? I'm not giving you to play goddamn game of asteroids. I'm like, I'm going to buy a pack of baseball cards. I'm investing. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So, and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. No problem. So that, that's uh, how that, that all worked. started. Yeah. And baseball cards. That's still, they still have my heart. Baseball, basketball. Like I just, I just, <laughs> my wife will find out. I just dropped a thousand dollars on baseball cards. Like <laughs> before I got here, I bought a 1956 top set at a, oh, cool. at an estate sale in Buffalo, New York, three weekends ago. No oh. way. Yeah. Wild. And that's so crazy. I'm upgrading some of the cards in that set. Oh, very and, good. And so I went to go to Don's, right? Yeah. And I hadn't been to Don's in almost 20 years. Like last time I was in Don's sports card, I worked on the slope and I walk in there and he's like, I, I know you. Oh, okay. Damn. Right. right. <laughs> no, God damn. I was like, if you'd have given me five more seconds, I would have got it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, that's and, – and literally, it's – you learn from everybody. Like, if I bought something from you and your specialty was uh, Alaska military stuff, sure, I would listen to you and just learn and pick your brain and be like, what's this? Mm-hmm. Tell me this. Tell me this. And then, you know, you're – you know, your specialty is, you know, music. And mm-hmm. so I'd be like, okay, tell me what this instrument is or tell me what I need to know about this or your taxidermy. What do I need to know if I'm buying a stuffed crab? What do I need to know about whether or not to buy this, you know, sure. this taxidermied king crab? So it's a lot of listening. Too. A, a you had lot to be a, of yeah, listening. You had to be a good listener. Yeah. Because I would imagine that's a lot of information. How do you feel like, I mean, because in my head, when I uh, listen, sometimes I'm like, you know, something they'll say and then I'll be like, Oh, trail off, ceiling. Oh, come back, come back, come. You know what I mean? So, like, what's what's a trick that you use to like listen and like retain all that knowledge? Because I feel like it would just be in I, one ear and out the other for most people. I would make sure and ask questions about things that I thought other people would think were were cool that they would buy. Right. Because people buy a story just as much, if not more, than what they buy the item. Oh, right. I so I could sell you this bottle of water, right? It's just yeah. a bottle of water. But if I told you a really cool story about this bottle of water, like where I got it and who had it before me and yeah. their significance in Alaskan history, you'd be like, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's 99 cents, but I'll give you I'll give you five hundred dollars for it. But whatever the case may be, it you have to pass on that history that goes with it. And so every time we would go out, I would ask these questions. I'm like, hey, I heard this. This is true about where this junkyard might be. Or, hey, I heard this story about Wally Hickle burying all this stuff up near Denali after the mm. war. Is, is, is that true? Mm. You know, so you're asking all these questions and piecing these things together, and sometimes they never panned out. And then sometimes they panned out and you found something really amazing. Yeah. So it just, you know, it's it's the treasure hunt, man. It, it's the ultimate treasure hunt. And, right. it, and it, on the biggest treasure map there is really 
yeah. in the world. It's here. You know, yeah. you just go get it. adax has got gold, I heard. So goes the rumor. <laughs> I think it's on the next island over, though. But yeah. What do I know? Hey, well, you know, there's always season two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, you 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 start Alaska Picker, Alaska Picker. Um, and it, I, I mean, in my head, it kind of grew into like this huge phenomenon up here. Yeah. It, because I feel like we would go to Alaska Picker Days and it would just be like a madhouse. Right. And even like, so I visited you on your last day. Like me and the wife, we came out on your last day at Madhouse. Right. Freaking Madhouse. Right. Right. Um, but then like you would do like cool events. Right. So we did the underground thing, which I want to talk about. Right. Sold out. Yeah. We did drive-in like movie. That. We did the yeah. lighting of the tower. And, you know, a lot of those things were thought up after a half a bottle of whiskey sitting at a table with the boys. Yeah. I mean, honestly, some of the best ideas came with a little bit of lubrication. But, you know, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, you know, Palmer's such a freaking special community that um, it wasn't hard to come up with fun shit to do in that town. And people... I mean, I had people wait three and four hours for tickets for a drive-in movie or for underground oh, tour. And you got dude. people who, like, don't know each other who are getting in line. And then they find out that their kids play soccer together. Right, man. But, yeah. you know, if they hadn't gotten in line to wait three hours to buy tickets to go on an underground tour, they never would have met each other. Yeah. That's cool shit to me. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's where the juice comes worth well, the squeeze. And I think, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I have to say it's probably because of, you and what you've done with or what you did with Alaska Picker in downtown Palmer is why I like Palmer so much, right? Because downtown Palmer yeah. is like, sorry, Wasilla, not not the biggest fan, <laughs> but downtown Palmer, I feel like every time I'd go, there was like this vibe, this energy, because yeah. I'd stop at Alaska Picker, get a beer at BHB, go over to Palmer Ale House or go over to Matsu Brewery and like, you know, walk the line of the bars. Right. It was just like a fun atmosphere. And I think a lot of that, is because like you know you worked hard on bringing cool stuff to and, downtown Palmer, and I got and I got very lucky that the people that wanted to work with me and do collabs mm. um, brought like, a lot like to the, cornfield, like cornfield, you know, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, I, that guy, <laughs> what a <laughs> dink, oh. fat dink. Yeah, it's just it was really easy. Um, it, it fell in, it wasn't work. It really yeah. fell into place real smooth. And, you know, um, I got my friend, Eric soul from channel two. I mean, I owe that man. He, he's a big antique guy. He's the head videographer has been for 20 beard. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. He came to our, my house once. Remember when he filmed us? I think that was him. Yeah. Big beard guy. Yeah. And then he, like, he actually, I think he, uh, cause we were selling beard oil at that time. He flipped a GoPro on him and then like showed his beard and like, that's what he filmed, just like him mm. putting the beard oil through the beard. Remember that? Yeah, yeah I think that's that same guy. Yeah. So um, Eric did the Bob Ross story, oh. which really put us on a second with the gold, uh, the, the, the gold, gold pans. Yeah, yeah, which really put us on a second tier. But I mean, you know, you have you know, you come out and do the vlog about the underground tour and show how cool it is out in Palmer, and then you know, Channel Two comes in and does a quick story, and that pulls people out and then I did the first you did, you did the first channel <laughs> there you two. go I was first I was number one <laughs> front, frontiersmen will come out and do a little story or right, you know yeah. whatever and you know we were we got on the social band social media bandwagon early like Facebook we were pumping things out on Facebook yeah I way remember that. before like people were scrambling during the pandemic right how do I sell on Facebook I, I mean like we were just doing what we do yeah and so we were posting like we always do and instead of them coming and picking it up we stand on a table outside and you can pick it up that way yeah but we didn't have to reinvent the wheel. 
Right. That's partially what got us through hmm. was like that was that infrastructure is already in place. And that was just dumb luck. Like I'm like, Hey, this is the way I can communicate with the most people. Right. Radio's too expensive. TV's way too expensive. I'm a small business. Yeah. The only way I'm going to be able to get my name out there is to do cool shit. You know, and that was the vintage show, mm -hmm. right? Get our name out there. Show us building crazy shit out of truck beds and yeah. making queen beds out of 1948, you know, Ford trucks and, <laughs> you know, whatever. Cool. And then, um, you know, doing cool collabs and, you know, every once in a while finding some cool shit that somebody wants to throw on TV and say, oh my God, did you see what they found? <laughs> and literally, you know, I've become the older I get, I'll be 50 this year. I've really become a believer in kind of things falling together for a reason. Um, and looking back on things, there was a lot of serendipity mm. in Alaska Picker. There's been a lot of serendipity in my life over the last 10, 15 years. And if you would ask me that in my thirties, I've been all screw you. Yeah. It, it is what you make of it. Right. Yeah. Sure. But I am a hundred percent believer in that. All of this fell into place for some reason or another. And I'm yeah. at where I'm at, where I'm supposed to be now, wherever I'm going, you know, yeah. but I'll know that in 10 years. I love so. that. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying with that, with the serendipity thing, but I, I think the only reason I don't love that excuse is because it kind of negates the hard work that you like put into building communities. Cause a lot of people I feel say that they're like, I feel right. like a lot of things came together, but I'm like, you got to pat yourself on the back for like bringing a community together that wants yeah. to support like small businesses and right. putting those relationships in. So I struggle with that though. Yeah. Kyle. Honestly. I mean, my wife told me for years, she's like, you know, people come to that store to see you. And I'm like, I, they don't give two shits about me. Mm. They want the coolest piece Not of true. furniture or the newest thing I brought in that I posted on Facebook this week. They don't want to come see me. They're coming to see She's like, no dumbass. Yeah. No, they're coming no. to talk to you. Yeah. They want to hear the story from you. Not from it. Not from Facebook. Yeah. And it took me a long time to kind of like, okay, fine. I, yeah, I, I do feel like it's like an ego thing. Like when you look at like celebrities that are like, I'm so great, you know, it's like they, they want the focus on them. Whereas somebody that's done stuff, they want the focus on everybody else and, mm -hmm. and like coming together because I feel like sometimes like even Steven and I, like anytime we feel like we're getting, um, kind of like, uh, some momentum with a business or with an idea or something and all these people come together to mm -hmm. like help us make something work. It's like, well, that's, you know, seven years of relationships of people, you know, helping other people out and right. they want to return the favor or whatever. And so it feels very serendipitous, but right. there is a lot of work and relationships and building that you've done that I think you you can't just ignore. Like, yeah, you know, I feel you know. like there's been occasions where I've had to cash in some of that capital, sure. whether it's political capital in the small town or, and I'm not a scorekeeper by any means. You buy yeah. elections. But yeah, <laughs> right. 100%. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, I'm not a scorekeeper, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I feel like if you put the work in eventually, yeah. eventually you can make that call, right? right? You can call that, make that phone call and be like, Hey, look, mm. I, I need your help. And, and yeah. nine times out of 10, if you surround yourself with good people, they're like, yep, let's go to bed. Yeah. Always. Let's, let's yeah. roll. Let's roll. Let's make this happen. So very, again, very fortunate in the, in those things. And, you know, Picker really was its own orbit, man. I mean, I feel like I got to go out the way I wanted to go out. I got to do it on my own terms, you know, COVID be damned, you know, recession be damned, whatever, you know, I got to do it the way I wanted to do it. And, um, was it sad? Sure. Cause I, you know, this has been home for 27 years and that business for a decade. And, you know, I started it. I literally, when I first started Picker, I just had, had just gotten divorced. I was living in 
my stepdad was one of the officers in the disabled American veterans post out in the Valley. They had a property off of Bogard. I lived in, they just finished like this one bedroom apartment above this garage <laughs> where they had their meetings in the garage. And I literally lived in that, in that apartment and I spent my last $40 literally in my bank account on a dresser because I knew I could make money on it. Oh, no way. <laughs> Payday's not for three days. Dude, that's that's a story. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I can I can make 150 bucks on this dresser and it's only 40 bucks. And it was on it was back when Craigslist was the deal, right? Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. No you know? Way. And so we went from, you know, buying forty dollar dressers to buying Bob Ross art and, yeah. re and reselling it. You know, so <laughs> it, 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 again, it's an arc, right? Yeah. It comes all the way back around. Yeah. So how, how did you, how do you figure out pricing for a lot of things? Is it just based on the market or is it, um, uh, like a percentage of what you bought it for that you're trying to get that back in right. revenue or something like, I've always just been curious, like somebody's like, I'll sell you this $20, $40 dresser. And you're like, oh, you're a moron. I'm going to get out yeah. of 50 for it. Right. And that's I, why antique road show is so much fun right, to watch. Yeah. yeah. Of that. Exactly. And the picker show had a lot to, to yeah. do with changing, yeah. changing the dynamics on that too. But it's a combination of both. So this market is very special. So the, the, the market in Alaska is different than the market in Seattle, in Portland and Ohio. Right. And even the market in Anchorage is different than the market in Fairbanks. Sure. I mean, they're just, there's different things sell for different prices. Um, but my always thing was 2.6. You know, you have to make 2.6 times what you spent. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that covers you being able to reinvest them. You get your money back, you get to reinvest it. And plus you got rent, you know, mm. electricity's payroll, whatever. So it was always, that was the goal. 2.6 times what you spent. That's the way the math always was in my head. But sometimes if you knew you could sell it really quickly and you spent a lot, so say you dropped, you know, a thousand dollars on something, but you knew you could flip it in six hours, mm -hmm. then, you know, if, if it's worth 1500, I'd probably pay a thousand, right? Because mm -hmm. I know I'm going to get that plus 500 backs in, in less than six hours. Right. But if it's a long money thing, then I'm going to pay a lot less because it's going to be trickled out over time. Right. So, and it's just a matter of, again, what are you selling? You know, how long, how long is it going to take it to sell? And again, making fifty dollars mistakes instead of five hundred dollars right. mistakes, and I I made a few. Yeah, so I would I would assume you had to make quite a few mistakes to really learn some things. You know, right. it's like that's kind of the beauty of starting your first business is like, yeah, oh, well, that was dumb. Right. <laughs> write that down. Yeah. <laughs> right, don't do that again. Yeah. Turns well, out people don't like to buy used underwear. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> or buy. Or they do. Please, <laughs> I mean, no, only fans. No, yeah. Note to yeah. America: when you sell your dresser. Take, Take your old underwear out of it. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable uh, what you find in a dresser no when they sell it. Oh, yeah. Well, would I see a video of somebody buying a air fryer at a like Goodwill and they pulled it out and it's still and the had chicken the, nuggets were in it? Chicken nuggets oh, in it. God. <laughs> I saw that in one of my reseller yeah, pages. That was, was like, so oh, epic. Oh, that, telling that, that's something I'm, I've been, I'm really curious about. Like the things that you've seen, the, the stories that I'm sure come. Like, is there something like that sticks out in your head that like, you were like, oh my gosh, this, I remember, you know, I went here and I picked and this story, this thing, I found this. Yeah. You know, there's so much that, that, that happens over time. I mean, I think ADAC is probably the most epic thing ever in 2016, only because it took years to come together. Mm -hmm. It took the right 
person to leave the right message on my answering machine on a day we weren't open yeah um to put the pieces all together and then everybody said it could never be done there's no way you're going to get the native corporation to sign off on a salvage contract there's no way logistically you can get 240 foot containers worth of items off that yeah. island there's no way no there's no way there's no way there's no way it's never been done you can't do it so i'm like fuck you i'm doing it yeah so tell <laughs> tell the listeners that aren't familiar with what what ADAC, ADAC is, is. And oh. also how difficult that yeah. really was. Yeah. Like, let them know. Kind of. So ADAC is out on the end of the Aleutian chain. So um, basically after that, you got Atu and Kiska, and that's about all everybody any knows out there. And it was a jumping off point in World War II. So obviously the Japanese took Atu and Kiska, and this was a space for them to be able to land and then head out further out on the Aleutians mm-hmm. to, to battle the Japanese. And um, it was also, a, there was also Alaska Native um, settlement there as well, which unfortunately got moved and those folks got relocated. And that happened a lot in the Aleutian chains. But ADAC is so far out, it's got its own time zone. It's different than Anchorage. So okay. it's an hour different. Yeah. Um, flights are only two, two days a week. Um, if, you, if the flight doesn't come in because of weather, you're there till the following week. Oh. So the base opened in World War II. It closed under the base relocation assignment committee with BRAC back in 03. Oh, three? No, 93. Sorry. 93. And then by 96, everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. It's just a ghost town. So think uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Um, but everything's still there. Like yeah, the, the dressers McDonald's, are still there. The, the McDonald's is there. The movie theater's there. The, the mess crazy. hall's still there. Like the bunkers are still there. Like everything's out there. Um, <laughs> and you can still get flights there. Yeah. yeah Alaska yeah. Airlines People still live there. need to go. There. Yeah, yeah. There, there's less than, probably I'd say less than a hundred people that live there year round. And it's a lot of uh, the service industry, like um, our uh, tourist industry, like people going out. So they right. brought, um, they introduced caribou to ADAC mm. as an alternate food source in case they got cut off from, from everywhere else because of the, because of the Jesus. world war II, yeah, right? Yeah. So, and of course not native species and just died runs wild. Oh, well they're freaking everywhere. Yeah, and now heard, they're, yeah. they're even swimming to the next Island over Oh, like wow. fishing game. A few years ago, had to go to Kagalaska Island and shoot them all because they were swimming through the damn ocean to get to the next Island. No way. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they're, and they trampled the native grass and, and, uh, the bird eggs and all this other stuff. So it's uh it's an issue. So you can go out Epidemic. there and just slay caribou. Yeah. And there's, and they're out on the North side of the Island, but um, people have tried to uh, do uh, ship fresh king crab and fresh seafood because it's closer to Japan. Mm-hmm. Right. And none of those ventures have ever worked out. Um, but it, it had what's called the seven doors of doom. And that's where they kept the nuclear weapons for the submarines when we mm-hmm. were during the cold war. Gotcha. And there was a contingency of Marines out there that. whose job was to of guard course the- you did, Steven. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you're right. You you're weren't right. a part of that. No. Yeah. So next week on Jeopardy, when they go, how many doors of doom were there seven. on eggs? What is yeah. seven? What is seven? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. I got a little excited. <laughs> so uh, they, um, where was I? Before we got seven doors of doom there. Yeah. Sorry. That they were transporting stuff over to Japan, crab and all that stuff. Oh yeah. So all those ventures have, have, have come and gone over the years and nothing's really ever mm-hmm. really taken place after that. But there's this contingency of Marines, there we go. Oh, yeah. That were in charge of guarding the nuclear weapons and the armory, you know, where all the weapons were. And they were in the basement of the police building up on Bering Hill. So I met a guy after we went to ADAC and he came in and he's like, Hey, you know, I was in the Marine Corps out there when they had the nuclear weapons out there. I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, I met my wife. She was in the Air Force out there. 
I'm like, cool. So he's telling me these stories. And he's like, 17 years, I didn't tell my wife why I was on ADAC. Like, she had no idea he, like, guarded nuclear weapons on ADAC. And they had been oh. mar- and met out there, dated out there, got married, lived together, married for 17 years. And he finally one day is like, you know what, baby? You know what I did out on ADAC? <laughs> He's I, saying pillow I, talk never to. That's uh, right. He's a liar. <laughs> so I yeah. got the nuke code. I got the nuke codes. Yeah. So you want to uh, see my nuke? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to see my seven yeah. doors of doom? Oh, I got a, I got a I don't warhead know what, for you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm in. So, uh, so yeah. So ended up getting the, uh, the salvage request approved. We went out to ADAC. I went out. In 2016, I went through 52 buildings in three days. Oh, my God. Uh, videos, photo, um, measuring tape, so I knew exactly how much I could get on a pallet. Mm, yeah. Thank you, uh, ninth grade geometry teacher. <laughs> only time I've used it ever since. Probably yeah. only time I've used it again. Um, got approved and then went back out about eight weeks later with my father-in-law and two best friends. We loaded 240, 240-foot containers basically in six days. Wow. Pallet, just like furniture, signs. Like anything that basically there were a few things that we weren't allowed to take, like uh, the church pews in the church and that were in the church, but pretty much everything else. Yeah. yeah. So if you go down to Seward, um, uh, Brewing Company, mm-hmm. uh, Eric's place down in Seward, mm-hmm. you go down there, you'll see center court from ADAC from Bob Reeve High School cut out. We cut it out and saved it. Oh, we framed right. it, and it's all it's it's uh, it's an eagle, but done in Alaska Native style. Oh, cool. and so that's down there. I haven't been there forever. I'll I was going to say, I think we went that. down there together. Yeah, at Seward? Yeah. Mm, maybe. Like yeah. years ago for Cotton Cal. Yeah, oh, years ago. Yeah, 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 so if you sneak down there, go check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So that, that was pretty fun. So, um, yeah, so we shipped it all back and then, again, had a big, huge to-do and people came out. And here I am thinking, man, I got all this inventory. I yeah. got 44 pallets of inventory. I'm going to be 44. good. And it, within 90 days, 90% of it was sold. Oh my God. I was shipping stuff. Go back, man. All over the world to people oh. who had been to ADAC. It, it's unbelievable. At one time, it was the sixth largest city in Alaska. There were so many people stationed out there. Yeah. But it, how many people went through ADAC over the years? Yeah. Unbelievable. Like I would never in a million years would have thought that. Well, you're not even allowed to land there now without clearance. No, that was back then. Shimmy, I believe, is that way now. Oh, Shimmy. Yeah. But ADAC back then, even as a family member, you weren't allowed to get off the airplane without clearance because uh-huh. it was there was so much secret squirrel shit going on out there. They were spying on the Russians. We go into this one, we go out to this place called Zito Point, and there's buildings out there that got double fence lines. So I think. It's either a jail or something really secret is yeah. going on out there, right? So we go out there, and every other building we'd been in, scraps of paper, shit. You could figure out what it was, no problem. Like, this was the painting office. This was the the the, the youth facility or, the you know, the basketball court, whatever. Yeah. You could tell what office was in there. We painting went, office? Like, they had, like, you could, anything you wanted to do, they had on, on ADAC. No like, way. say you wanted to go do pottery. They had a pottery room. If you wanted to work on your car and paint your car, they had that. If you wanted to do like art, they had that. They had a every literally. They had two bowling alleys. They had a swimming pool. They had no way. Oh yeah, it's wild. Huh. Um, you could do whatever you wanted That's out fun. there because I mean, what the hell? Is you Show do? me the nukes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Who gives a shit about this swimming yeah. pool out in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> yeah, show me the nukes. Yeah. <laughs> right, they're still here. Yeah, where are they? I need to see those. Let me guess the code. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Zero, what? zero, zero, zero. <laughs> one, zero, two, zero, three, zero, four pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to be here a while. <laughs> How many combinations yeah. are there? <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we go into this building and there's nothing in it. It's double floors. Oh, so you man. can tell they were running cables and stuff through the back of the day, but there's not a shred of paper. There's not a single thing in this. And so come to find out later, that's where they were doing the ultra secret scroll shit, like spying on the Russians. And man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, they got such a wild history. Out yeah, that is that is crazy. So I did uh, like the only thing I know about like World War II is not much like oh, in Jesus. Alaska, <laughs> and so I'm not going to try to even explain <laughs> for, for Kyle's sake. Uh, but like I, what I've heard too is that um, there's like weapons and stuff like all over. Is that true? Like there be there was people and they, they weren't allowed to like take stuff. But I heard a guy, he was stationed there back, you know, in the day, and he found, like, old World War II stuff, uh, like, in the grass. And he just, like, put it in his an ammo container and then brought it with him, and he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. But. Yeah. So they, they search every single bag coming out of ADAC, mm-hmm. no matter how big, no matter how small, because some idiot is going to try to put some unexploded ordnance that they uh. think is a cool shelf. Put it on the bookshelf. Which it is cool. Which it is cool, Very but cool. it could also go boom, boom. Right, right. Yeah. Which is not cool. Not not cool. Um, I found this landmine, guys. Check out this dummy landmine I found. <laughs> yeah. it's ri- there's Japanese written on it. Um, so, yeah, they search everything going out of there. And so was there There was actually a battle on ADAC, right? Or was that just at two? No, uh, just was- at two and Kiska. Okay, and then those court- were the two that there was actual. Right. Because right. I think I've read about, I mean, you can go to some of those places and still find the the um, cartridges and stuff. from. Yeah, the- so Pirate Goat of ADAC, my buddy Brian Weed, huge down in Juneau. You think I know a lot about Alaska history? I'm like kindergartner compared to that boy. He's a PhD. Um, but Brian went out and did some hiking um, with Ben Staley. And um, they came across this huge mound, like mound feet deep of sprint, spent brass. Mm. And basically it's all the ammo that they had to, they brought back from the Japanese theater that they didn't want to take back to the States. Oh. So they literally told them, burn it. Like basically run it through the guns, and the the guns were getting so hot from them just literally just keeping it that the, no, the barrels were melting, dipping. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just there's some cool pictures. I'll I'll, I'll get them to you. They, yeah. they're just it's amazing. You um, should. We should post them yeah, on our Instagram. Do, do yeah, really and fun. there's like yeah, out there there's a hot springs you can hike out to, and they wow. got a little rope set up, and at low tide that's you can go sit in the hot springs out in Adak. So I mean, there's a lot of hidden things out yeah. there other than just military history. That's kind of neat. Why, so. why do you think you were allowed to go out there and? And grab stuff and take pallets away. Because I asked. Really? And Did, how is I, that easy? And how I asked. I Please. Mean, yeah. Please, I mean, uh, it, it, it's all, it's again, it's it's all in how you present things, right? I mean, if you're demanding and you go in and saying, this is what I want to do. But the way we presented it was, hey, there's things out there that still have value that people really relate to. Because a lot of people have been out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, you guys are trying to sell properties out here as a native corporation. You're trying to sell these the few remaining that are good housing units out here for people to come out and buy and spend recreational time in, right? So this is a way to promote ADAC in a positive light, right? Mm, so Smart. Right. So it's all, it's all in how you present it. And so we do that. We say, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be, we're going to pay for this to come out. You don't have to pay for anything. Yeah. We just need your permission and your blessing, and they sent somebody with. Come to find out, the guy who was kind of our fixer, he lived five down, five doors down from me on the same street as me, and I didn't even oh, know wow, it. Wow. So Ken became, you know, a good friend, and he showed us around and got us where we needed to go. But 
That's cool. Uh, it makes me want to have a summer home on ADEC. Right. How about you, Kyle? Yeah. Investment opportunity. Right on the <laughs> yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say is your favorite uh, era of Alaska that you kind of probably know the most about? Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily a favorite era. I think statehood, like right around statehood, is really interesting to me because the fascination with Alaska was really at its height. Mm-hmm. There were so many books written about Alaska and the wilderness spirit, and um, that was really of interest to me. But then toward the end of kind of the arc of Picker, I really got into the gold rush Mm -hmm. and the Klondike and Fairbanks and Eagle and the 40 mile. And um, that... All that, you know, and then, of course, you binge, right? You get all in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where I ended up and... So that, in the end, I think that's probably it. But honestly, it's it's a balance. There's really not one specific time frame where I'm like, hey, call Kelly because you'll know. If I know, I know. If I don't, I might know a guy who knows, mm-hmm. you know. You're like the 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 pawn star. It's kind of. No, like, honestly. Let, we, let me call a guy. Literally. I know a guy. <laughs> let me call him. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy is really good at this. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's what you have to do. I mean, yeah. you do that with anything. I mean, like sure. if, if I had if I had video questions, right, on how to shoot a vlog or how to yeah. edit, guess who I'm calling? Kyle. Stefan. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we also have different names. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I, no man. Guys, no if, man. if I need help improving <laughs> my golf swing, yeah. I'm going to see yeah. you're gonna see me do you see what i'm saying yeah, so yeah, absolutely there's something for everything you know and that's how i met like dan newman at alaska premier auctions like mm-hmm. he's a hell of an entrepreneur and so when i had ideas he's an entrepreneur we'd bounce things off each other so you just try to find those people in your life and you you bounce those things off them and if you develop kind of that little family man it's it, it, it's sweet it just works yeah like you don't even have to work at it and it works it, it's that. it's pretty special, yeah, absolutely, and that's kind of the way it is with the boys at the yeah. brewery. I mean, they're best best men in my wedding, you know, and left hand knows what the right hand's going to do. It's yeah. like we were, you know, we we're shooting this stuff uh, for Discovery this week, and like we're just riffing. Like, yeah, the, it, when you put a cast together, normally it takes three weeks, sure, to get everyone to gel, right? So yeah. you know, haha, that's funny, huh? That's not nice funny. to meet you. Yeah, all, all, this, all the yeah. bullshit, right? Yeah. yeah, you don't have any of that shit with us. Yeah. like we all know each other. I think, yeah, I know. And it, it, we were talking about the uh, the the water tower one. Yeah, right in the beginning of the the bleeding heart brewery episode. And it's like, you guys work really well together. And you're like, yeah, we were just riffing for 45 minutes and Logan just edited it down to four <laughs> minutes, three minutes or whatever it is. And we were just going off for 45 minutes. I was like, it it shows because you guys have chemistry. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, I think I might have been three beers in that day because I knew. Maybe three. Allegedly. Maybe. I mean, but, uh, you know, then also I knew I was closing, right? So that's yeah. the crack about, hey, the money you used to spend with me at Picker, spend it on the water tower. Yeah. Like, you got to make fun of yourself. You got to have fun. I love it. I mean, you can't take, your tel- take yourself too seriously. Yeah. No. Well, let's talk about the 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 history you have with Bleeding Heart. And sure. like, you know, because how I met them was through you. Right. Right. That, right. First, that first vlog we did. So right. for, um, really, I think we're... I think where we started having a, a friendship and relationship was that vlog. 100%. Even like, I, th- I think we we had a little bit, but I think you invited me out and I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, and then we went over to Bleeding Heart Brewery when they were in like a farmhouse. Right. And that's kind of like where we finished the vlog. Um, but you you had this 5,000 square foot. Correct. Big giant room. Correct. And these guys were in a small farmhouse and you were like, hey, why don't I take a third, 
right? What yeah, a there's third? a third of the building. Yeah, yeah. third yep. of the building. And then you guys come in and put your brewery in the back of my so building. So did, did they tell you the story? I don't know if they did or not. They tell you the story about how I presented that to them? I don't think so. So we were having a business meeting. So we all go over to Zach's oh, house, love right? business meetings. Yes. And it's 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 the uh, it's the husbands and the wives. So I was going to say. It's both. It probably has to do with his wife. It, 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 no, no, no. It, but it's a, it, there's six people at the table, not just the three boys and a bottle right. of bourbon, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, boys, I got good news and I got bad news. And they're, they're like, all right, which one do you? I'm like, good news is, I said, you know, Becky and I have talked. We think it'd be great if you guys could move in and take the back third of the building and and expand. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. What's the bad news? I'm like, I got cancer. And they're yeah. like, what the fuck? You, you <laughs> gave them both at the same time? 100%. That's oh, how I roll. I was geez, like, yep, good news is you're moving in. Bad news, I got fucking cancer. So I won't be oh, around for a bit. God. It was hilarious. And just the the way they were just like, oh. And they, we laugh about it now. But yeah, at sure. night they were like, the fuck you mean you got cancer? <laughs> they, like the fact that I told them we could, they're going to move into the building was yeah. gone. It you was built like, them up to just shatter them that, down. Just drop it. Yeah. Drop it like an anvil on Wiley e. Coyote. Just <laughs> boom. It's done. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure was, the wives was, love that. They, yeah. you know, they always see the sense of humor and stuff R- like that. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, my right, wife right. has the best sense of humor. So it, for people who don't know, I had throat cancer in 2019 and I'm all good now. So, but when I went in for my, um, <laughs> I went in for my biopsy and they do an ultrasound, right? And we hadn't told anybody. Like the boys knew. Yeah. Shit, I think maybe my family knew. We were real tight lipped with it for a bit because we really wanted to come out with a way to tell everyone and not fear monger it. Right. So we had long discussions about it. You know, we're like, look, we're going to f- confront it head on. We're going to talk about it a lot because the less control it'll have over you if the more you talk about it, right? Like mm-hmm. with anything. So you don't let it control you. So we go to the, Go to the go to the hospital and like sitting down. Cute blonde nurse comes in and she's like, "Hey, I need you to take your shirt off." I'm like, "All right." She grabs a bottle of lube and I'm, my wife's like, "This is getting good." <laughs> <laughs> so I lay down and of course she lubes up my neck right and grabs the right. ultrasound and and takes the ultrasound of my neck and you can see the tumor and they're gonna print it out right and so my wife goes, "Hey, could you put Hi Daddy on there?" <laughs> And then we would like release right. the ultrasound is <laughs> that I have cancer, I mean, right? Because it's on social media. No, no, oh. no. But it would have been fucking great, right? My because God. it immediately disarms everybody. Right? I love right. that. Right. And it's like if you can't fucking laugh about anything, you gotta be able to laugh yeah. about it. And so the nurse, not a fan. Yeah. Not a really? sense of humor. Zero fucking sense of humor. You like, would have think that like would have been refreshing for her. 100%. And my wife and I still laugh about it to this day. She's like, yeah, I thought that was going to be a great fucking day. She told you to take your shirt off, grab a bottle yeah. of lube. And I'm like, she's cute. I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Did not end that way. Yeah. So yeah, the boy. Yeah. So I dropped that on the boys. And then, uh, of course, then fucking COVID happened and there's yeah. delays. And yeah, it was a shit show getting open. But boy, I tell you what, once... Once that got in place, boy, I'll tell you what, that, that mixture was just, I'm sorry, it was unfucking stoppable I mean, yeah. people, it was the only place in Alaska you could grab a beer and shop. Yeah. Right. All yeah. the time. It didn't I have to that. be a, it didn't have to be a special event. Like it'd be fucking Wednesday and be like, yeah, let's go have beer and go pick a little picker. Yeah. And I had zero problems. Like I never had anybody spill anything. I That's think what I was going to wonder. Maybe one thing broke and it was like a $5 item. And this lady's like freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, yeah. don't worry about it. It's the cost of doing business. Shit, kids, it, things break all the time. It's part You're of our life. Yeah, still going to need that five. need that five. That five. You're not getting that second beer at Bleeding Heart Brewery. Yeah. That's yeah. my $5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring that shit over here. 
uh, pay daddy that money. Yeah. See that, I think that's just like, you know, you look back at your, your business and you look at these like decisions you made, right. To right. expand, right. It right. was one of them. And then to have the boys in the back, I think that sounded uh, wrong. <laughs> have, have the boys sneak in, in the back. back of the building, <laughs> the boys in the back. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, out. that was another like very, um, I don't know, just a smart business decision in my Serendipitous. Head. Because Serendipitous. Because 100%. you're like, you, you know, you always look for, you know, well, you know, if you're a businessman and you want to be an entrepreneur or whatever, you look for problems that need to be solved. First off, these guys were looking for places to expand. You had that you solved that problem. Right. And then you were like, also like, I like beer in my place. And like people need to be inebriated when they shop. Right. That's well, always it, a great it, thing. It, it did not hurt. Yeah. No, I bet it did. Matter of fact, the best, one of the best sales ever was, um, I had a pink neon sign that said live nudes. Oh it was, yeah. It was the big one. Yeah. Dude was five in yeah. <laughs> before he got there. And then uh, of course he had a couple, and then he's like telling his wife, yeah, I'm putting this in the fucking living room, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah. she's like, Jesus fucking Christ. But oh, so man. he popped out the credit card. It cleared. I'm like, congratulations. You own yourself a live nude sign. Yeah. I saw him a couple months later. He's like, yeah, it's in the fucking garage. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're divorced now. <laughs> yeah. so. She got the nude sign. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. I would, I would, I would love that. Cause that was another thing too. I just loved the neon that you restored. When, yeah, like, I love neon. Oh man. my gosh, dude! It's one of my and favorites. like, I still think one of my favorite pieces was the Kozlowski building, the liquor like, store sign. Yeah, the liquor store sign. The boys have it now. Do they? Yeah. So there are a few things. Did you give that to them? They are the temporary care t- t- caretakers. Of. I was gonna say that was very nice of you. Yeah. So there's there's quite a few things that were local Palmer history that took years to either find or talk an old man yeah. out of that there was no reason for me to take him to Ohio, and there was really no reason for him to sell. They needed to be seen, right? I mean certain things need to be seen and not either a, not in a museum or B, you know, mm. not, not back in somebody's private collection. There's certain yeah. things. And so you always walk that line and we've donated a ton of shit over the years to museums and local communities when we found it, you know, and occasionally we would catch flack for, Oh, you're selling oh, our yeah. heritage or you're selling, you know, Alaska history, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. But at the same time, we try to redirect them and go, look, Y'all didn't even know the shit existed until we went and found it. Yeah. Right. And now we brought it to life so everybody can see it. Yeah. And everybody can share and, and, and get a photo with it or, you know, whatever the case may be and hear the story of what it is. And hopefully that fosters somebody yeah. saying, oh, you know what I got in my garage? Check this shit out. And then even more stuff comes to light. There's more stuff hidden in Alaska than I would ever find. Well, it's it's a it's a bunch of transplants, you know. Oh yeah, you got a bunch of people coming from Low Forty Eight or Canada or overseas or whatever, and then we're just bringing everything with us. So I'm sure you saw a lot of stuff. I mean, like I said, the Kozlowski building sign, liquor store sign, sticks out in my head. The um, the gambling, the uh, the um, uh, what is it? It was like an old gambling machine. Oh, the slot machines, like the slot the, machine, yeah, yes, the yeah, trade can, stimulators, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was like like there was it was. Uh, legal to gamble on Alaska for just a short amount of time. Yeah, and that machine was here. Yep, it was in the Healy Hotel. I don't know exactly. And then they wrote for entertainment use only on the front, or for amusement only on the front, right. but they were still paying it out. <laughs> it's like, we'll only pay you in cigars. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. They're, they're, they're paying But stuff money. like that, I think it's so, it was so much fun uh, just to walk around the store. Um, and like, I don't know, it just like had a vibe, had an energy just yeah. walking around. And I think that's what like the alcohol, because uh, like I said, me and Alicia, we went out that one last last day that he had, yeah. and it was sad. And I was like, I have to buy stuff. So I like looked. <laughs> I did. I I still have 
I, I bought like a, an old, like it had to be like a French movie poster. Like, you know, I have that. It was like, like a, just a copy. And then I had uh, a little toy airplane. Okay. It just sits on my shelf. Nice. Um, with all my little trinkets. But I, I was just like, you know, I was drinking and, you know, those aren't uh, low percentage beers, some of them. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm going to buy that and that. And so, yeah. yeah, it just was a good vibe, good energy. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because, you know, going back to the original question of how I met the boys is, you know, we did a collaboration when Stefan was still brewing in his parents' garage. Oh, wow. We did the first Death Inheritance in there. So I went over there one afternoon to talk to them about doing a beer together after they had done one with one other person that was a joint friend of ours. And they had a batch of sour beer. It was mm. called Soul Sucking Sour. And it didn't God. turn out it didn't turn out right. I'm like, well shit, we can't waste it. So half a glass and then another half a glass and then another half a glass. I'll just have half a glass more. Oh no. Yeah. A little while later, my wife's just coming to pick in me the up. Backyard. No, my wife's picking me up. Like there's yeah. no way I'm driving. But that's and then we came up with Death's inheritance and I'm like, well that's what I do, right? That's yeah. kind of the business model, right? Yeah. And it's it's a play on words. And that's actually the name of the new LLC for my business in Ohio because I'm not opening another antique store. I'm opening a bar. So the LLC for the bar is it's Death's Inheritance. Yeah. So I was, I mean, yeah, I was like, I was going to get there and like, I was like, all right, so what, because like, uh, I was I was working my way towards that. Yeah, sorry. Right? sorry I was like, spoiler alert. No, that just, no, no, just but I'm now I'm now I'm glad you did ed, a good ed, segue. Ed, editing, editing. Uh, I'm glad you you segued into it because I was like, okay, so like you left, you know, the 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 main flagship place, you know, you right. left, um, and then now you were in Ohio. Correct. And so is that that's the plan, the bar? You know, that's 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 the next venture. You know, I could open another antique store. I could do it in my sleep. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, it wouldn't be that hard. But I, I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. I want to be challenged. Um, I mean, how how many more, much more challenged can you be than being in the service industry, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, <laughs> but if I've learned anything from the boys, there's two things that are recession-proof, and that's beer and brothels, but I can't open a brothel. But yeah. those are the two things. Not officially. Not yeah. officially, yeah. right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's, you know, the little town I live in is called Beach City, Ohio. It's about 940 people. It's tucked kind of in Amish country there. It's just south of Canton. It's like 20 miles from my driveway to the parking lot of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay, yeah. Oh. But it's quiet-ass town, like, like, and, like Andy Griffith kind of quiet, mm. which is what I want. Yeah. yeah, I want that. And it's got a lot of great history. And so at one time, yeah, there used to be 13 bars in this town. And it was at the turn, like early 1900s, because the surrounding communities were Amish and Mennonite. Right. <laughs> so they're all dry. Yeah. So they would literally, there was a train that came in from the surrounding communities into Beach City. People get their swerve on, get back on the trains and go home. Well, there used to be 13 bars in town. Now there's none. Mm-hmm. So oh, hence, we will be the 14th bar. Oh. So that's the name of the bar. 14th and, bar. And that automatically generates a conversation, right. right? Why are you the 14th? Why aren't you Bob's? Bob's Bar and Grill. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with Bob's Bar and Grill. Bob's is great. By yeah, the way. I, I like Bob. You know, there <laughs> yeah. used to be one called Jim's. Yeah. But the point being is, you know, we want to foster that conversation. And then you get into the history, which I love. Yeah. Right. So then I start telling the history of my new town that I live and I show the history on the wall. And then in the back of the bar, the plan is to have. A room about this size with a hidden door on a bookshelf. 
Oh, speakeasy. So you pull the door, and in there will be all Alaska memorabilia. Because everybody knows I'm the oh, Alaska picker. Cool. Like my my Ohio license plate is AK Picker. Oh, so cool. everybody knows me as that there. So, and I'm from Alaska. So that room will house the Alaska kind of the Alaska oh, I collection love that I love. That. So yeah, early 1900s themed leather couches, kind of the boys feel, but a little bit older. Yeah. Um, you know, more of a, a neighborhood bar that you can come and hang out and just relax after work. Or, you know, if you're out on a bike ride or if you literally want to walk down to the bar, have a beer and walk home. Sure. I want nice. it to be a place the community can come together and meet and then also celebrate the community's history and then bring people in. You know, right now, there's no place to eat or drink in this town. No way. Zero. Hasn't been in years. So the number one thing I kept hearing from people was, God, I wish there was a place to eat or a drink in town. Get a burger and a beer. Yeah. So it's like, well, they didn't say, God, I wish I, I, wish I could get that antique dresser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish I could get that shit. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't hearing that. So that's, so I'm like, okay, well, let's take a look at this. Let's Solving see how, another problem. Let's see how this works. So now, um, Mason, the chef over at Bleeding Heart, is going to come down in September and help me set up my kitchen no and my menu. Christy, so you, you have a place? Yeah, we bought a building in we downtown, which they built in 1870. Oh my God. Long, skinny, brick, you know, uh, retail downstairs, apartment upstairs kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so the downstairs will be down to the original wood floors, brick walls, expose the ceiling, and start from scratch. Um, brick walls and just go, just go with it. Yeah, is it haunted? Have you checked that yet? I don't think that house is. I'm pretty fucking sure my house is that I live in because nice. I've fallen down the stairs three fucking times in my house. <laughs> the last time I fell down the stairs, I knocked myself out for nine minutes. Oh, like, my God. Yeah, they you had... Yeah, You're not I was joking. No, no, I'm not joking. My wife said, "You know what, babe? Maybe when the kids move out, we should just live downstairs so you don't have to go up and downstairs." So when we first bought the house, my youngest, Paige, had her friend Rain come, and Rain says, "There's a fucking ghost in this house," and I'm like, "Shut, shut up! There's no ghost in this house." Yeah. So she literally one night, I'm in bed, and I'm like, "Babe, something's on fire! Something's on fire!" Well, she's saging the fucking house, but didn't say anything. <laughs> So I think the house is on fire, and here's Paige's little friend running around with fucking Sage, oh, no saging way. the house, right? But literally, I'm convinced at this point that There's, our our primary residence in that town is what, they, definitely haunted. They want you dead. They no, there's a dead. It's a ghost you down that the died at the top of the stairs. He keeps tripping over. <laughs> oh, just, it must be. Yeah. So yeah. I there, when you when you come in when you're going downstairs, there's a landing, and you can go to the right and drop into the kitchen, or go left into the into the living room. The one that goes to the right down to the kitchen is the one I've fallen down three times. Mm. They pie shape the stairs, and then it's really sharp down. Yeah. So I. My, apparently my depth perception sucks, but I don't go that way anymore. I literally go the other way. I'm Even if I got to go to the kitchen, I'm still going down to the, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if there's any ghosts in there. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll fish it out. We're always curious about all the ghosts and all this. We love yeah. all stuff. Oh, my Every, kid is addicted oh. to that shit. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Every time when we were on tour and Kyle was with us, uh, Every place that we stopped at that we were like, cause we, you know, we played like old bars and old venues. Yeah. Kyle was always like, you this guys place, got ghosts? <laughs> this place haunted. <laughs> y'all got, got, got any of those ghosts here? Yeah. But that, the funny thing is, Did like, they touch you, you? You always got. <laughs> you know, again. You, where was it exactly? Yeah. Where were you? Uh, you always got fun stories. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Something I still remember to this day of yeah, like. Your guys' episode with the bandmates. That dude. Oh, that was fun. That, that You guys got to do that. That again. was fun. Uh, and, uh, okay, here, co washed up college drummer. Yeah. Oh, yep, yeah. Played in a band, a couple of them. 
Yep. My wife loves to say that. Um, <laughs> I'm with the drummer. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. With the, I'm with the drummer. Yeah. So we found out Zach was in a fucking band. I yeah. didn't know that about yeah, Zach. Right? I, I mean, I know a lot of shit about Zach. I probably yeah. shouldn't know. That's not one I did. That's one I didn't know. But yeah. So yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We'll find out if it's haunted. I'm, I'm sure when we start tearing shit down. Yeah. Then we, you'll know. We're going to rattle Someone's some Someone's going to get real angry. Somebody's going to get pissed. Yeah. But like on the writing, we started doing the demo upstairs. Um, down, there's like, fuck, five layers of wallpaper on plaster. Oh, wow. I, I think... Remember we talked about the serendipity. I think I did something wrong to have to peel five layers of wallpaper <laughs> off a 150 plus year old house. But underneath on the plaster were written in uh, pencil and in paint, the original train schedules for 1870 for that town. Oh, And cool. like little notes and people's names and everything. So I've taken photos of all of that. So we can add that to the history of the place too. So oh, that, cool. But that's kind of cool. You're peeling back the history, right? Peeling back the layers. I love that. And I'm like, oh, this is cool as shit. I'm like peeling wallpaper. I'm like, now I'm excited. Now if every room had this, I get this whole house done. But yeah. it was just in a couple of rooms. Uh, why Why that town then? You said you were looking for small. You looked for quiet. Like, yeah. Um, was it, did you, did, did you find it on your, one of your picking adventures? Yeah, pretty yeah. much like, um, We'd go down pre-COVID once or twice a year for picker day, right? Yeah, We'd go down yeah. to Ohio. My buddy Mark and I would go down, fill a trailer full of antiques and bring them up. And it wasn't for inventory because it didn't last very long. People bought it quickly. It was more to do something fun and different. Mm -hmm. And Alaska is a big, basically recycle bin of antiques. Like I bought and sold some of the same shit five and six times. I find it, sell it, they move. I buy it back from them. I sell it, they downsize or sell their house. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, it just it's just constant. So I'm like, let's bring new stuff up. Let's bring fresh stuff yeah. up. Let's bring some architectural salvage up. Let's bring stuff that's that's not available in Alaska. And so we ended up kind of in this little Holmes County, Tuscarawas County, Stark County area, which is really Amish country. And I developed kind of a second family down there of Amish and English hmm. um, through the auction houses and through going picking and everything. And um just that place kind of stood out. And then about four or five years ago, my buddy Mark, he moved down there and he was actually going to live in the next town over, but the parking sucked in the bigger town. So he found a place in beach city. And so one of the last trips we made mm. together pre COVID, he was living in beach city mm. and he lived at the base of the water tower, water, no. me and water towers. Yeah. Man, I don't know what it is. <laughs> so I'm like, I like this town. And every morning I get up and go for a walk. And every evening I go for a walk around town and I'm like, this is it. Like, you just know, you know what I mean? Hmm. I, I don't know how, I, I just, I felt so calm and so at ease. And even when I would go down from, when we bought the house two years ago, March, and I would come down to work on the house or whatever, or come down for business and I'd stay at the house, all the stress I'd have of picker or life or whatever's going on, right? As soon as I pulled into my driveway of my house in Ohio, it all left every mm -hmm. time. And uh, I'm like, it was the ghost. Yeah, I was going to say, the then you fell yeah. down the stairs because you were unconscious. <laughs> yeah, right. You're falling yeah. down the stairs again. <laughs> yeah. There's Kelly again. You can't. You should probably he's, stop drinking. She's dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> she's, leave, leave him alone. Yeah. Oh, I love so, that. And then it was just convincing my family because, you know, like I said, I moved a lot. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm used, You're to, used to it. Yeah. yeah. My family's never moved. My wife moved to Alaska when she was seven from Iowa and never moved since. Mm. None of my other kids have moved any place. So, you know, for me, I'm like, dude, wherever I lay my head, we're good, right? But I really had to temper it with, my family's never done this before. Yeah. And I had to learn how to be really patient and catch myself, like, n not being patient. Um, yeah. And 
that was hard for me um, because I was very excited, right? I'm like, I found this place I want to be the rest of my life. Like, this is it, right? And I'm going to bring my wife and my family down here and I want to share this with them. And I, this is it. Like, this is the next chapter. This is it. This is, this, you know, I'll be 50 this year. This is the next 50. Yeah. This is the back bookend, right? We got the front bookends done. This is the next bookend. And I wanted, I was so excited, but then I get caught up and I forget and I get either impatient or I forget that they have never done this before. And my wife is leaving all of her friends. Yeah. Her whole friend group, people she's known forever. She's leaving her family. Yeah. Her family lives here. To a place that doesn't have restaurants. <laughs> Places <laughs> to drink and ghosts. I mean, yeah. shit. It's, it's the trifecta. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it was, it's challenging. And it still yeah. is for me. I mean, I really need to real, be cognizant every day, you know, of, hey, yes, you're excited to be here. And it's, and it's great for you. But you need to realize that, you know, your kids don't have a friend group to hang out with. And that's probably why they're in their rooms on TikTok all day long. <laughs> right, right. You, know, you need to get out of the house. You need to go do something. Go I got a friend channel. group and I'm still on TikTok all yeah, day. So. Well, well, you know. There's not much there. You, con you content creators. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just, my wife is really good at what she does. So she runs the police and fire dispatch center for the city of Canton. So oh. it's called CanCom. So, but she, that's what she did in Palmer. She ran the police and fire dispatch in Palmer oh. center there. So she's the director here. So she's really good at what she does, but you can be really good at your job and still not feel complete. Right. Yeah. right? And so my goal has really been like, Hey, we went to Niagara Falls a couple of weeks ago. Neither wasn't one of us had ever been. It's four hours from my house. People ask me, why did you move to beach city? I'm like, Niagara Falls is four hours from my house. You know what's four hours from my house in Wasilla? Nina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you rather be? And they're like, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point, Kelly. Nina sounds nice, though. Yeah. Wait, so you're four hours from technically Buffalo, then? Mm -hmm. Oh, no way. Okay. Yep. So my where I grew up was three hours the other way. So three hours east. Okay. So I'm three hours from Buffalo East. Okay. Well, at least I was. So seven hours. We're only, you're only seven hours away. Yeah, just like going to New York City. Yeah. It's five and a half hours to D.C. It's eight hours to Chicago. It's two hours to Pittsburgh. Like, it's you, not that bad, I guess. No, it's not at all. When you when you live here, it's like you lose that Preach. understanding. That yeah. It's like yeah. you could drive literally nine hours from Anchorage and be in the yeah, center yeah. of Alaska and Fairbanks, North, maybe North, Fair, you know, yeah. not much. Whereas you could drive nine hours Toke. from Seattle. Yeah, you get to Toke maybe. <laughs> and then nine hours from Seattle, you're down California almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, you could go so many places. And the, the, and the airfare thing. is cheaper too. Oh, obviously. yeah. You're not wasting a day travel. <laughs> exactly. But, you uh, know, the funny thing is hearing people down there be like, fuck, I got to drive 20 minutes to Maslin to go pick up some at the Home Depot. I'm like, 20 minutes, bitch. 20 minutes is like going to my mom's house. <laughs> oh, the 20 difference. minutes. Yeah, 20 what minutes difference? is nothing, but they're bitching about driving 20 minutes. I got to drive across. I got to go across. Oh, that's interesting. 20, that's 20 minutes out of my day. I'm like, it's 20 fucking minutes. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's a little bit of an adjustment there and of course i'm the outsider right right I'm, I'm coming to this small town from alaska right right and i'm coming in and i'm i'm asking for some changes so i can have this business be successful for town and things that i think would be work better it reminds me of palmer 20 years ago um but on a lot smaller scale mm -hmm. like like old handshake deals still good old boy system a little bit like certain people kind of run the town I, I, we used to joke about it as the palmer mafia 
back in the day mm. as business owners, but it's really different now. I mean, yeah. most of people who own businesses in Palmer now are all under 50 and a lot of them under 40. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a different mindset. For sure. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of meetings. I go to a lot of council meetings. I involve myself in community councils. I'm, I was going to say, yeah, to open up like an establishment like that, I feel like there's got to be some level of like, uh, you got to kind of become an insider or a local kind of vibe before you can start the bar and stuff like that in a town or else you'd be like, who's this guy coming from? And I still get that. I oh, mean, I'm sure. And that's something I battle every day. It's like, you know, what makes you special? <clears throat> Why are you opening your business? You ever Why heard of Alaska you? Picker? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she just put that shit on repeat. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, you know, we try to demonstrate things, you know, like we did movie night in the park. Yeah. So in October before, uh, no, before the, uh, Halloween, we, I have a 24 foot inflatable movie screen and a projector and we played mm. Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah. Free for, that. free for everyone in town. Oh, I who wanted it. to come and we noticed that the basketball hoops. Well, as a kid, basketball kept me out of trouble like that. I played basketball in high school, but that was kind of kept me from running amok. My parents had split when I was 12. And so, you know, there's that young male teenage angst, right? Yeah. You can do all these things, but basketball kind of kept me focused. So I noticed that the basketball hoops look like shit and, the, and they were falling apart. And I'm like, well, let's, let's replace them. So we went and bought marine plywood and painted it white and bought new rims off of Amazon and new nets and no got the city's approval. And then me and Mark and one other gentleman, we hung them up one night, mm -hmm. you know, and put them up. So now there's new basketball hoops. So when people come to me now and they're like, well, what have you done since you've come to town? Well, I've bought three properties invested in your community and I've done this and I've done this and I want to do more. Yeah. Right. I'm very, and if you check, if you, if you just Google me, just Google me, you'll yeah, see yeah. I've done some pretty fun and cool <laughs> shit and yeah. where I, where I came from. Yeah. Right. And I want to do those things here too. I love that. But a little differently. Yeah. So, but it's definitely gonna be a challenge, man. I mean, it, economically, is this the smartest time to open a bar? Probably not. But you know what? It's, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. How do you get the Amish into the bar? You know, um, that's kind of the, through the, through the front door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be. That would be yeah. a cool bar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, do you, got, do you got buggies? You know, oh, I got buggies going down Main Street. Yeah, oh, that's I, cool. Yeah, right, uh, right by my house, at least once a day. That's something because, like, uh, you know, because I grew up in Lancaster area, yeah. right in Pennsylvania, yep. and that was like that's a normal thing seeing buggies and and people. And then I remember like Instagram storing that one time when I was back, and they were like, "Where?" are you i'm like i'm in pennsylvania they're like time traveling what yeah like yeah. they still exist in pennsylvania i'm like yeah people i think people like see that stuff and they're like mind blown oh yeah like it's another world and they're, that's not even close to here you know no i mean i i think it's all in your perspective and where where you've been and where you've traveled and i think yeah. i think i've been very fortunate in my life of course when i was younger i didn't think so to see quite a few things and I don't understand how people never leave the town or the county that they're in. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that's foreign, right? But to them, it's comfortable. Yeah. But for me, the longest I'd been any place in my life, it was Alaska. Oh, and, but it's a pretty damn big state, right? So you can bounce yeah. around and feel like you're in two different, three different places. But right. uh, it is interesting because I feel like people get their comfort zone. And like, so you're saying like you, is your comfort zone in Alaska or is you saying like you don't really... I'm, I would say my comfort zone was Alaska, but mm. I found myself being too comfortable. And, oh. and with, so when you, and with that's Picker. What I, that's what I was thinking. You felt, you felt yourself like you're like, okay, I need to, I'm itching to do something new. I, I was itching else. to do something new, 100%. Yeah. Even, even with Picker, I was 
contemplating doing making some other moves if we had stayed now we had a five-year plan to leave alaska once our youngest graduated from high school so that was already planned and ready to 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 happen covid be damned cancer be damned Mm -hmm. we stayed on schedule but um i i was not getting bored but i just i could i could do it like it's it's like swinging you know like you, you could sw- you can swing a golf club no problem you can do it in your sleep right you, yeah you, you, he's talking to me yeah. ladies <laughs> and gentlemen you you can do photo editing yeah. you can do video editing yeah. no problem right it's it's second nature to you well that's uh, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn but that's really that was my strength right that's what I knew how to do mm-hmm. but I wanted to try something different and do something different and I think yeah, and not to harp on this because I know certain people do and don't but I mean going through cancer treatment in 2019 really brought that to the forefront for me. It's like, I need to do some different stuff. Yeah. Like I need to experience some different things. I bet. That's what I was going to ask is, and I don't know the extent of the cancer, but was that kind of a, a wake up in some regards of you're turning 50, like you said, and it's like, you have this whole second half of this book that you're, you need to live out. Right. And so is it something like, I need to shake things up. I need to uh, to basically switch gears to something new because I've kind of explored this as much as I wanted to. Like, was it this, I don't, I don't want to use the word like awakening, but yeah. you know, like kind of like, let's, let's switch it up. Totally. I, I think so. I mean, at the time I didn't want to blame it on that. Cause that's very cliche, right? It, sure. Oh, I got cancer. And so I decided to, I'm going to live life finally. You know, I, I don't think it was that. Um, I definitely, um, I think more after going through treatment than, than while going through treatment, I've had more of, um, some clarity and, and some perspective. Um, everybody's journey through cancer is different. It doesn't matter what kind of cancer you have. Um, I think that mental health and being able to talk to someone while you're going through cancer treatment should be mandatory, just like going to your oncologist Mm -hmm. or your radiology doctor. Right. I tried to get that and couldn't get it. Mm. And there is no fucking place worse to be than in your head the day after chemo at two in the morning in the recliner mm. because you can't sleep because of the steroids they give you. So the chemo will, you know, stay down and your family's sleeping because they got to work, right? Life's got to continue. Your friends are sleeping and you're in your fucking head at two o'clock in the morning. Right. That is not a safe place to be. That's a, that's a dark place to be. And so, you know, I recognize that and try to find someone to talk to. And there's just, there's just nothing out there. Not a lot of options. No, there really isn't. Obvious options. Obvious options. Right. And thank God I have Mm -hmm. an amazing wife and an amazing family and support system that I can bounce things off and the boys. I mean, kind of de facto, they all ended up being my counselor. Right. But would have been nice to have a professional. Absolutely. And so people reach. And so this kind of comes back to what we talked about the other day is early in the podcast is like, what, when you had cancer, how did you tell everybody? Right. Mm-hmm. So we made an announcement on Facebook because that's mm-hmm. the best way to reach the most people. Right. Sure. And then I updated people every couple of, every couple of days, yep. every couple of weeks, what, usually a couple of times a week, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Like here's a picture of my stomach tube. Yeah. It sucks that I have to eat through a, I mean, sure. I'm eating milkshakes now yeah. for the rest, for the rest <laughs> of this time. Um, today was a great day. I didn't throw up 16 times, mm. you know, whatever I ate. I had a, you ever seen a great popsicle make a grown man cry? It made me cry because right. it was the first thing I'd eaten other than something in a tube right. in five yeah. or six months. So literally there's a picture of me crying in the hospital eating a great popsicle that I posted because I wanted people to see that there's the range of emotions that go along with going through anything, whether it's cancer, divorce, you know, PTSD, whatever your, your mental health 
is so important. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this was the best way for me to reach the most people. And I can't tell you how many times I've had people come up to me afterward and be like, hey, I just want to tell you that I really like the way you did that mm. because it humanized it, right? Yeah, it made right. it. It's authentic. Like, yeah, we could talk about it, right? And my uncle had cancer or whatever, and it made it easier. And I've had countless people be like, hey, my, uh, my uncle just got diagnosed with prostate cancer. What would you recommend? Mm. Well, first of all, that's a, I'm not your doctor, yeah. but get a good team, get a therapist, right? have great family support. And it's going to fucking suck for a short time. And then it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And that's what my, it's funny. Cause that's what my oncologist told me. He's like, yeah, the next six months of your life are going to completely suck, but then I'm going <laughs> to give you the rest of your life. Like back. Oh, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm just a picker, but that sounds like a hell of a good deal. Yeah. yeah. Okay, give me six months. 2.6 okay. is what I want back. Yeah, just, yeah. Six <laughs> months, 2.6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, right. All right. We got a deal. Yeah. Good callback. Good callback. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. So, um, so yeah, that, I mean, that was the best way for us to work through it. But I mean, I think going through that, um, having the plan already to, to move, you know, to mm -hmm. knowing that, that, that chapter was going to close <laughs> and go do something else. And, um, and again, I, I hate to come back to it, but really it's everything just kind of serendipitous. The way things have really fallen in place for me, mm -hmm. like me and my wife have always, since we've been together, been round, round peg, round hole people, right? You're not trying to force anything. If anything's forced, it's not meant to be. So you need to back off. And she is fucking brilliant at recognizing that better than I am. Mm -hmm. So she'll be like, Hey babe, you know, maybe this isn't the right time for this. Or maybe we need to look at it this way. Cause she's a real problem solver being what she does for a living. Right. Sure. So, um, that being the case, I think that when we did look to move and do different things, she's like, Hey, what about this? And what about this? And so then I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's, let's try this. So there's a lot of faith. She, when people ask, look at her and go, Hey, why did you move to Ohio? She just looks at me and fucking shakes her head <laughs> like this guy, this guy, but she's my ride or die. Right. right. She, she's like, yeah. oh, wherever you're happy, baby, I'll go. I mean, come on. Love that. You can't ask for anything more. No, I mean, she's asked for three things in her life, and they've all started with P. Uh-oh. You ready for this? <laughs> she asked for a pool. Okay. Okay. So she said, uh, if you take me to Ohio, you're putting me in in-ground pool. So I, I love that because I, I saw that you got one. Yep. So 18 by 54, four feet deep. It's Dang. a 20,000-gallon pool. Wait, she, mama wants a pool, mama gets a pool. She never, <laughs> mama got a good pool. Mama don't ask for shit, so mama <laughs> got a pool. Okay, the next thing she says, I want to go to Peru for my for my uh, 45th birthday. Oh, okay. So in October, her and her besties went to South America for three months. Oh, I love that. Peru, Bolivia, Machu Picchu. For three months? Three, three and a half weeks. Oh, my, still. Yeah. Like, yeah, wow. they, they were gone. Yeah, I only yeah. leave one more one, one, one more pee thing. Kyle, can you take a guess? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna let, guess. Let, 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 let's go. <laughs> What's it gonna be? So uh, just a before, pony, a pony, <laughs> close. Um, just before we got to Ohio, puppy. She doesn't tag. Oh, she got one of those too. All right, four piece. Um, <laughs> so just before we got to Ohio, she tags me in a Facebook post and then screen captures it to me. She goes, "I want this." <laughs> and it's a picture from an auction house, which is like 10 miles from our house in Ohio. And it's a freaking polar bear rug, like a legit like an actual polar bear like skin, polar bear fur, fur? claws, full head, head? mount. It's oh, a rug, right? Oh, baby. Right. And they're fucking expensive. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Right. So I'm like, babe, do you realize that like, this isn't like, 
this isn't like a. I love that. Yeah, this isn't like a little throw or a quilt. Like this is this is expensive. It's something like, you yeah. put in. You put in front of the the fireplace. Yeah. You roll around naked on. This is where the magic happens yeah. when they do the cribs tour. Yeah, right. Hundred percent. It's a bad Austin Powers thing there. Uh. Um, and so I'm like, okay. And so come to find out in the auction. The guy shot it in 1967 in the Northwest Territory. There's actually a picture of him, this old guy with the gun, who shot this polar bear with the polar bear dead. And then all the paperwork. Well, it just so happened when he registered it, he registered it in Ohio with the federal government, you know, pre-1972. So it could only be sold to someone with an Ohio residence. Mm. Oh, wow. So that made the price drop because now nobody else... You, could, now, you can't, you can't yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. So unless you live in Ohio, you wouldn't be able to get it. So... We got a good deal on it. So now she's got her pool. She got a puppy too. Well, an older puppy, but she yeah. got a puppy. She's got her trip to Peru and, and now she got her polar bear hug. So wow. Yeah, I'm waiting for the next P to see how that drops. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that auction like for the polar bear? Was there other guys there? Oh, uh, yeah. So I had a friend of mine who- I hear uh, polar bears suck. You, know, you, don't, <laughs> yeah. you don't even want them. You, 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 you want the full polar bear mount, yeah. like the the big stand-up yeah. one, like at the Anchorage Airport. You don't this want- This one's kind of flat. Yeah, this one sucks. <laughs> There's a big hole in the back from where the guy shot it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my friend- uh, uh, Rhonda, she worked as the clerk at the auction, and so I gave her the the absentee. Gave bid. her a hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm like, hey, slide this in and make sure when he says a certain price, you just go sold. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to worry about it anymore. That wow. that's probably an interesting auction. Uh, polar bear rug in. I've Ohio. seen some crazy <laughs> shit sell yeah, at sure. auction. Where oh, do you man. have the polar bear rug? Right now, it's in the basement, it's at but the it's top of the stairs where because of all because of all the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Just, He's like, <laughs> but it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna go in the Alaska room. It's got to go oh, in the Alaska. It's got to go in the Alaska that. room, right? Yeah, the I bar. love that. I mean, everybody's going to come take a picture with it. Yeah. So, oh, cool. I man. mean, with with two, uh, well, three kids, eighteen to twenty, and four dogs in the house, it, it can't go in the living room right now. Yeah. It'll it'll get tramped, tramped, and, and have ketchup on it and sweet and sour sauce. You're and, like, no, you know how much I paid for that? Oh, yeah. God. Well, we could take your car back, or we. Can... <laughs> no. no oh, kidding. I love that idea, man. We're gonna have to go to Canton, Ohio. Once well, he gets to the bar, beach, beach the, city, the 14th. Or beach city. Yeah, beach what, city. What did I say? Can? Well, Canton's close. Can, yeah. Canton's close. We'll yeah, go yeah. to Canton and then we'll, then we'll go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then, and then, and then yeah. bounce down and check it out and, and have a good time. Take a carriage yeah. down to Beach City. Yeah. Take the buggy down. <laughs> yeah, take the buggy. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> carriage. <laughs> Very romantic. Oh, hey, I, I don't care. Which care. is great yeah. until the horse farts. Oh, and then it's God. not so good. Yeah. It's not like you can change It's a lovely breeze. Yeah. It's kind of temperate this year. Oh, God. But here's the best thing. And, and, and I really enjoyed it. It's my first full fall outside of Ohio or outside of Alaska, rather, mm. in 20 plus years. Oh. So. Isn't fall awesome <sighs> on the East Coast? Dude, oh. November 7th, it was 69 degrees and I was mowing my yard. Yes. You know, mm. the weekend before in, in Buffalo, it was 80 yeah. in Niagara Falls. Of course, yeah. this idiot leaves his passport on the kitchen table. And so, no Canada side for us. You know, and Canada looks like a fucking party. It is a party. Dude, there, I yeah. looked over there. They got a Ferris wheel and casinos and all these oh, lights yeah. and shit. And I'm like. That's the only. I've actually never been on that's the That's exactly me. I'm like, oh, God damn, that looks like. <laughs> my wife was like, I'll go over there and wave to you. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm sure you would. Yeah. Uh, I've never been on the Buffalo side. I've been to Buffalo a few times. I've never been on that side. I've only been on the Canada side. 
Really? And it's it's a it's a freaking who. I mean, I was there as a kid, so yeah. So yeah. I wasn't like he was partying. drunk. <laughs> he was drunk. <laughs> it is nineteen nineteen over there. Yeah. Whatever drinking, yeah. was. isn't it? 19, yeah, is it eighteen in Mexico? But they got the CN Tower. I think it's the CN Tower. Isn't that the one that's, that's on the Drake album? No, there. Sorry, that might be that. I might be mixing up. There's like a ta- there's two towers. Right. There's one in Toronto and there's one in Niagara Falls, and it's like revolving restaurant up uh, there and all I, that I, stuff. I, well, I fucking told my wife it was the one on the Drake album, so yeah. <laughs> it, Maybe, may or may, it might be. It may I, not, honestly, I know he's from Toronto, so yeah. it probably isn't. But I, uh, I, I honestly <laughs> don't know my Canada history. Uh, well, man, uh, I'm excited for you. Yeah, a lot of change. That's really cool. A lot of change, and it was yeah. weird coming back. I'll be honest with you. This yeah, sneaking up, like I didn't tell anybody I was coming up. Like no social media posts, yeah. no nothing. But I knew I was going to be working most of the time, and wouldn't have a lot of free time. Is so. it weird going back into the building now and being and seeing it? Super fucking. Weird I bet. For me. Yeah, I I try. Actually, I don't go on the other side. Really? Because yeah. it's hard. It is. It's yeah. Really. I mean, dude, that was my imagine. home for. Mm-hmm. I mean. <sighs> I mean, good five years, but still, I mean, every day, six yeah. days a week. You yeah, know, well, every every time, morning. every time I was in downtown Palmer, I would like, you know, and I had some time to spare, and I'd hit you up, and you're like, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, come I on mean, down. Yeah, we'd sit on the couch and yeah. bullshit and just catch up. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's just, it's, you know, I, the way I process things, right? And and a lot of this goes back to being a cop for many years. Is you have to put shit in a box and like put it on the shelf and put it away. Mm. Or like the same bad boys, put it in a box and throw that shit in the ocean. One of the two, okay. But you put got, it away or put it in the it, ocean. But you, 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 you got, got two options. You, yeah, you have to you have to put it away so you can move on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Alaska's in a box for me, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm at my next thing. And so then getting this phone call to come back, it, it's uh, like it's, it's been kind of hard. Yeah. It, it it has been honestly, yeah. you know, and still fresh. Hundred percent. Yeah. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. Um, and I was telling Stefan that on the drive home back last night. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of struggling with, you know, coming back here. And, and, you know, I didn't tell anybody. And he goes, well, and Stefan, that boy for being as young as he is, he's got some yeah. perspective. And he's like, it's because the whole time you were here, not the whole time, but the majority of time that you were in this community, you were Alaska Picker Kelly, right? Everybody knew you as that, yeah. right? And with that comes all of the things, right? All the things you do and all the things you've done and everything else. You, Alaska Picker Kelly's gone, right? Mm. You're just Kelly. Oh, weird. So now you're just Kelly coming back to Alaska. Yeah. And I'm like, and that, and he says, and that's okay. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That is okay. Yeah. So you kind of took off your picker hat and was yeah. like, I'm just a normal person now. Just, though. Which was funny because I up. went to the vintage show this weekend to surprise uh, a couple of friends that had booths there. And I'm walking down the aisle in just zoned out, right? Because nobody knows who the fuck I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be here. So I'm just like, Da-da-da-da. all of a sudden, boom, I get shoved from behind. Turn around and it's one of my uh, one of my friends and she's like, so you just fucking come to Alaska and you don't say anything? And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. Aggressive. <laughs> Aggressive. But but I get yeah. it. Yeah. I get it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. You weren't like walking around with your hands on your hips. I used to have a display in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a real big one. <laughs> yeah, <she should've> been- <laughs> Probably the biggest. <laughs> this, this, this shit over here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Cutting caliber was yeah. right here. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. we were over here. Yeah. It's Stefan's bringing me beers yeah. in the back. You guys don't even know. <laughs> you guys don't even know the pain. Yeah. You guys don't even know. Let, let me let me break oh this down God. for I'm you. I'm a legend. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. 
Oh my God. I should, I, I think I'm going to have to get a business card that just says I am legend. Yeah. <laughs> just hand it out. Oh, don't worry about That's my name. So good. Kelly, but I mean, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. Don't worry about it. Don't, yeah. worry about it. don't, don't you know who I am? Yeah. Do I get pulled over to a 90? Do you yeah. know who I am? I'm Alaska Picker Kelly. Yeah. I yeah. used to be a cop. Yeah. yeah. Not a cop. Remember my not a cop picking up your dude. Not a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So That's hilarious. Great. Yeah. great. Oh, man. Well, uh, listen, I think it's time. We've yeah. taken up a lot of your time today on your, uh, you know, very short trip so we are so glad that you were able to come in and make some time and talk with us and bullshit um you know uh what if there's anything you want to like push promote like where can people find you where like are you going to be beach city ohio (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so it like because in my head i'm like well this is kind of a cool like you know story the 14th bar right renovating are you going to be documenting any of that that's where where my brain goes at a boy so um yes i i have my gopro nice and uh the day we start demo i will start um recording Nice. The, the process of building a bar in a mm. small town. Oh, I love that. Um, you want another Discovery Channel show? There you go. <laughs> small yeah. town, small town rescue. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm planning on doing that. Yeah. Cool. That that that's uh, I've taken lots of pictures and a little bit of video with the upstairs apartment, but really for the downstairs, that's going to be the big like renovation and transformation in the front of the building. So yeah, we'll get, uh, I got all the socials locked down for the 14th. I just haven't launched anything yet. 14th bar, the 14th bar, but professionally we're going to, well here, (laughs) I was going to call it the 14th, but when you go to the 14th.com, somebody squatted on, I want like six grand for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you go to the 14th bar, it was like 30 bucks. Oh, so I'm yeah. like the 14th bar. We are there. It is. Yeah. I, I think that sounds good too. The yeah, 14th bar, it tells you what it is. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Stefan's wife Mara, she's doing all my logo work. Oh, she's oh, great. Nice. Yeah. So it she, is funny because I didn't even realize she did the logo work. Yeah. And I I stumbled on her page because like of course you know we had bleeding heart on and yeah, yeah. I was like oh who's this design person and then I was like oh my gosh I've seen this I've seen that I've seen this yeah. I know this she's, logo I've seen that logo she's fucking oh, super she's talented. great so that's smart yeah that's so she's nice. doing she's doing all the logo stuff for the 14th. And I got, you know, an A and a B, you know, because we got this big glass window up front that I want to be able to put the big logo on. Yes. But then also smaller stuff for T-shirts or for business cards or whatever. You want the more abbreviated stuff for thumbnails and stuff like that. So, so yeah, here shortly we'll we'll get more stuff up for the 14th, and, and I'll post it, cross-post it on the picker page. I mean, we still have the Alaska picker page, and I still do post things because I still have an eBay store. Right. And I'm still regularly selling things on eBay, both Alaska stuff and non-Alaska stuff. And that's still my side hustle, man. That's always – I love reselling. Mm-hmm. I mean, finding something for a nickel and turning it into 50 bucks is, there's not a better feeling in the world. I was going to say, did, when you left the building and you had that big auction, mm-hmm. was there much left? When I had the auction, we sold everything. You sold everything. Yeah. So, but what before we, so we shut the doors and then I had about three weeks to get ready. And so I did the whole auction myself. I took all the photos. I did all this. Dan let me do all of this. Uploaded everything myself because I told myself, if this fails and on any level, it's going to be my fault, not some kid that Dan hired to do photos or to do descriptions. I know this shit better than anyone else. I picked every single thing in this store. I can tell the story in the description or at the, at the auction. So if this is, if this is, if this is going to fail, then it will fail on, it'll fail on me, not on anybody else. And I, that was really important. But again, that's going out on my own terms. 
yeah. right? But uh, I did go through and kind of pick some things out that I knew I could sell online myself and also some things that I knew I could get more value for down in the States than I could in Alaska. So I packed up some Rubbermaid tubs and shipped that stuff out. So okay. I got that stuff. I have my dungeon, my eBay dungeon in the basement there. And uh, I got about 500 square feet where I got tubs and racks and my little organization system and a little shipping area and all um, that. And ghosts. And ghosts, yeah. yeah. We, we share that space <laughs> accordingly. Yeah, they're not happy about you moving in. They <sighs> really... Yeah, you're <laughs> bringing vintage okay, stuff in? So when you come, you have yeah. to bring your little... Oh, my, I'll bring beep, my... Beep, yeah. beep, I'm bringing beep, the sage, too. I'm, uh, I'm going down the hallways. Let me know so I don't yeah, think my house is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kyle's here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I smell... Something's burning. Typical Some, Kyle yeah, shit. Something Kyle. Yeah, we let yeah. Kyle in the house and everything's on fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kel- so, yeah. Kelly! <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Wah, 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 wah. Is there a button for that? Come on. Oh, oh that, that's what it's going to sound oh, like. Oh, wait, wait I go there. back to that one. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Did we get the sounds this time? Yeah, we got it. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, we got it yeah. this time. Yeah. yeah. So you'll see stuff for the 14th coming out, and, and we'll cross post it on the picker page. But yeah, that's, that's kind of my focus now. My day's broken cool. into thirds. So I spend the first third of my day with eBay. And the dogs and picking up dog poop and taking care of the yard and making sure the kids will get where they need to be. doing this every day? How much dog poop you got going on? I got four dogs, bro. Oh, you have four dogs? We got two retrievers and two little midget dogs. So there's a lot of of fucking poop. (laughs) Um, uh, So um, it's not like Alaska where you can just let them go shit in the woods. You don't have to pick it up. They get a little cranky about that in Beach City. Um, But, uh, and then, you know, just doing stuff, making sure all the house stuff gets done, right? The heater gets checked and... The gutters get, gutters get cleaned out and the yard gets mowed and all that stuff. The middle third of my day is politics, right? Community meetings, writing down my notes for the next city council meeting, researching, listening to uh, to podcasts like Forest Podcasts about running for running mm-hmm. for office. Like that yeah. was really important to me because I'm running. I'm going to run for council next year. Oh, I was I was wondering because I was like, there's something else here because yeah. it's really smart for a businessman. Yeah, but also I was like. It seems like a little bit. Yeah, more. and I, it, I, it's always been an interest of mine. I was on the board of economic that. development for the city of Palmer for a while before I got sick, and so I had to step down for that. But I mean, I really enjoyed that. I couldn't be on council because I didn't live in the city limits. Mm-hmm. You have to be on the city limits yep. to be in, in this. But here I am. So I said, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that. So anyway, listening to huh. his experience the first time he ran for office, that part of that podcast, I was like, in because that like I really needed to hear what that's about because my wife's like I am not first lady material I'm like (laughs) it's just a village council there's 900 people it's not a big deal so the middle part of my day is reviewing old minutes from old committee meetings and stuff so I can get kind of lay of the land and know where people are coming from and 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 just devouring knowledge as much as I can right and then the last third of my day is is obsessed with the new business so liquor permit and Department of Health and making sure I, what I can serve for food and what I can't serve for food and what I need to do and, mm. you know, um, renovation costs and what am I need to buy, what am, where, where you pick your liquor, where you don't pick your liquor. I mean, Ohio's liquor laws are way different than Alaska. Mm. So in Alaska. Laxed or not? So in the state of Ohio, you can purchase your beer and wine anywhere. Like you could go to Costco and buy your beer and then right. you sell it. But your liquor has to be gone through one of the 430 state liquor agency stores in the state of Ohio. Mm. And the wholesale price for liquor is set by the state of Ohio. So if you buy a bottle of Grey Goose in Cleveland or you bottle a Grey Goose in, in Cincinnati, wholesale price is the same. It doesn't matter. But you get to pick from 
four or five that are the closest to you. And then um, they just whatever one has what you want, how you feel about that place, if they deliver. Okay. So the, but you can't pay with a credit card. You have to pay check or cash for your booze. What? Yeah, it's super weird. Like there's all these little, little outdated. Idiot, little, all these little, you want to talk about outdated. This is my biggest gripe. So because I serve booze, I have to serve food. And the reasoning is asinine. And it's old and antiquated. It's like, well, if, if, if Jimmy over here has too much to drink, you can give him a sandwich and he'll sober up. Mm. I'm like, science. Uh, science. <laughs> science. Yeah. 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 Something, something, science. He can drive now. Yeah. 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 Stick well, a sandwich in Stick a sandwich in his mouth. Yeah, it that, soaks uh, up the alcohol. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, apparently somewhere antiquated in, in the Ohio regulation for Department of Liquor, they say you have to have two hot and two cold items to sober people up. Interesting. I'm like, look, as a retired, and I told them, I'm like, look, as a retired cop, you realize that this is not valid, right? You realize only time does this. Yeah. You can pump them through as much coffee as you want. It's not going to matter. They're like, it's the, it's the rule. I can't change Uh, it. The good Lord passed down one hot, one cold (laughs) gets you on the road. So that's, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's in the Bible. Yeah. Timothy 1 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, yes. Yeah. That was, yeah. Moses brought those down on the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was on the backside of the tablets. Yeah. It's the part you couldn't never, see. He's holding the tablets out. It was the guy behind him is like, really? Second beer, Tholomew. Uh, yeah. The good look. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that one, one cold gets you on the road. That's yeah. a shirt. That's a shirt. Yeah, that's a hundred percent a shirt. Fourteenth bar, one hot one, one cold gets, gets you on the road. road. Uh, uh, Kyle's gonna have to take a percentage out of those yeah. t-shirt sales, but yeah, yeah. And we got to pay for those new golf clubs somehow. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, so that's uh, basically how how my day is spent. You know, uh, the, the last third is is with with the new business, and I know that that's going to change, especially once we start the Reno. That that's going to yeah. go probably more fifty, and then twenty five, yeah. twenty five, but. That it, it was difficult for me to find that balance too when I first got there because picker was everything, right? I get up in the morning, go into picker, do all my shit, like all day long. yeah, all day long. Yeah. Right now we get to Ohio and I'm just like, good. okay, where's that ghost at? Yeah, <laughs> good, but good. You deserve it, you know. Yeah. Been hustling for too many years and now it's time for now it's time for a different hustle. Pop, Papa Kelly to settle down and yeah, start another business. Try to get that ghost not to knock me off. Yeah, yeah. Oof, yeah. scary shit. So, but yeah. That's it in a nutshell, boys. Cool, man. Well, oh, yeah, man. We appreciate you coming out. No, I mean, thank you. This yeah, is absolutely. We, we talked about this for a while. It's just yeah, lo- I know logistics. And, I, and I'm yeah. so glad it just like worked out that you were here and we Ra- round we a, round peg round hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a cancellation and uh, this just worked out. So, man, I'm glad we were able to get you on your trip. And I can't wait to come down to Beach City. Hey, first rounds on me. Oh, the second round was on Kyle. One hot, one hundred percent. Well, that'd be fun. Well, thanks, man. All right, boys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Kyle and Stephen will be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, check out GoFixYourselfPodcast.com. dot com and remember to always go fix yourself.